0: Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In today's message, Pastor Ed continues a series of talks, What Would Jesus Say To? We'll look at the potential conversation between Jesus and one of the most polarizing people of all time, Donald Trump. This program is just a glimpse of what Pastor Ed has to offer from global missions to his latest inspirational books and daily devotionals, there's something for everyone. You can find all of this and more at edyoung.com. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download a free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing After the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. Now, let's get into today's message. Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: So what would Jesus say to Donald Trump? Well, the first thing I think he would talk about is humility. I think he would say to Donald Trump, humble yourself. Ed, that's being very presumptuous. Come on, how do you know what Jesus would say to Donald Trump? Well, it's very easy. Jesus talked to a kaleidoscopic range of people. He talked to powerful people. He talked to the Donald Trump-esque people in his age. He also talked to masses of people. He talked to those who were destitute and those who were just filthy rich. And one of the reoccurring themes is humility, humility. Here's what Donald Trump says about humility. I think I'm actually humble. The moment I say, let me use me, oh, I'm humble. That's a prideful statement. I'm being prideful, and I've done this before, in my humility. I've even shared things on this stage before, and I walk up the stage and I'm like, man, that was really prideful. Now, I didn't clothe it in pride, I kind of clothed it in humility, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Let's just go ahead and talk, because we, we all struggle with it. But Donald Trump says, I think I'm actually humble. I think I'm much more humble than you would understand. Here's what else he said. I'm the most successful person ever to run for the presidency, by far, okay? Nobody's ever been more successful than me. I appreciate his confidence, and you know, he obviously has a lot of money, and, and ladies, He uh, talks about how women love to flirt with him. Oh, he's very handsome when he stands on top of that wallet, isn't he? But, but yeah, it's something that everyone struggles with here, pride. Pride is not a vice in our culture, it's a virtue. Pride. And as we've learned here and as we know, pride is the forerunner of all sin. First book I ever wrote was called Fatal Distractions. I I talked about the seven deadly sins. And as I studied that, I was stunned to see that pride comes before every other sin. It precedes all the other sins. Like, for example, anger. When I have ungodly anger, sometimes it's right to get angry, but when I have ungodly anger, I'm like, God, I am going to do this. I got this, I will be the emotional equilibrium of this deal, I know what to do in this situation, and I rage on this person. Well, first of all, I've committed the sin of pride. How about lust? Well God, I'm gonna turn my back on what you say about sex. I'm gonna turn my back on your word regarding marriage and I am going to look at this, log on to that, flirt with that, get in bed with that. We would go, that's a grievous sin, it is. That's lust, it is. But what did I do first of all? Pride. I think Jesus would say to Donald Trump in Proverbs 16, 18, for example, pride precedes destruction. And an arrogant spirit appears before a fall. Pride. The ride of pride. Again, Jesus would talk to you he would talk to me he would talk to Donald Trump about pride yeah. Donald said the beauty of me is that I'm very rich <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 8 verses 17 and 18 if you start thinking to yourself well, i did all this have you have you ever thought that before i have All by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again, the Bible says. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all of this wealth. I believe our Lord and Savior would say, Donald, I love you. You matter to me. I want the best. For you. Do you realize God's will, if we were smart enough to figure it out on our own, would be the best life for all of us? But because we're sinners, we can't figure it out on our own. That's why we have to humble ourselves, we have to dethrone ourselves, we have to say, You're fired. <laughs> it's kind of a bad imitation, but. Trump is known for saying that, right? I think Jesus would say to him, like he would say to you and me, fire yourself. When I've tried to run my own life, when I've tried to forget God, that's when I run into problems. For a while, everything is fine. And God allows us to be God of our life. But as I look back in the rearview mirror of my life, and as I've seen areas where I've gone, God, hey, I've got this, I mean you just stay out of the way, I'll call for you when I need you, that is when the wheels fall off. And the Bible tells us that we have the opportunity once we become believers and once the Holy Spirit lives in our lives to take every thought and to make it captive. If we don't, those prideful thoughts will capture us humble yourself God you're God I'm not have you admitted that to God or are you still a little demagogue ruling over a universe called you I don't know if Donald Trump is a Christian or not he said he is but I don't know We're saved by grace through faith. That's it. We're not saved by works. However, Jesus said, I will know my followers by the fruit they produce. So I really believe Jesus would challenge him to take inventory on his life. So he would talk about humility. Something else he would talk about too, he would say, Fight the right fight, fight the right fight. We all have wasted time fighting the wrong fights. How do you do that? Well, just take a glance at the comment section on social media. It's a race to the bottom of the sinister and sinful pool. I remember Nehemiah, this unique leader in the Old Testament, he did something everyone said could not be done. He humbled himself before God. He said, God used me. And then, I wrote a book about him too. It's called High Definition Living. And then, it's out of print, and then (laughs) he went to the wall. And he began to build, to rebuild Jerusalem. And I'm sure Jesus would say, Donald, you, you have a lot in common with this guy as far as building and, and, and real estate and so on. While he was building, he had the right people around him. You know what happened. The sidewalk supervisor showed up. The haters. You're always gonna have haters. If you look around and go, I don't have any haters, you're not doing anything. (laughs) So these sidewalk supervisors, they were like, Nehemiah, and they, they were messing with him and whatever, come down off the wall, stop your building project, stop the real estate deal, and let's have a meeting. Oh, they were gonna shred him. They were gonna mess him around, and I love what Nehemiah did. He looked, he's like, No. He just said no. And he kept at the task.
0: You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're halfway through today's incredible message, and we hope it's been an inspirational part of your day. As we pause for a moment, we want to thank you for joining us and for your continued support. This ministry, focused on sharing the gospel, is possible because of listeners like you. As a token of our gratitude for supporting the creative connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bring hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's continue with today's message. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young.
1: I believe, this is my opinion now, Donald Trump has wasted massive amounts of time chasing down comment after comment after comment, lowering himself to try to sling mud with people that that don't even care and it doesn't even matter. I have tried to chase people down in my life before. I'll make them pay. I remember one time I was like, okay, if I do this, and succeed over here, man. That'll put it in this guy's face. And one time I did something by God's grace that that, that was, was good, and I thought, oh, he's gonna go, man, I was wrong about you. I'm so Are you kidding me? And I thought, why did I waste my time and energy doing that? Revenge can mess us up. The Bible says in Romans 12, 19, it says, Do not. Take revenge. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what that means. Do not take revenge. It doesn't mean to be soft, it doesn't mean to be weak, it doesn't mean that you order decaf, no. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, Paul says, but leave room for the wrath of God. Speaking about coffee, how many times? i like a cup of coffee. Would you like room? That means room for cream or room for the other pollutants they put in the coffee or we put in the coffee. (laughs) So here's the Apostle Paul. You're talking about somebody who was despised. He was the Jew of Jews, brilliant, PhD. He had this radical Damascus Road experience. So he had major haters. He did not chase them down. He took the high road. So stay above the fray like Nehemiah did and pray. Here's what Donald Trump says When somebody hurts you, just go after them as viciously and as violently as you can. Hmm. What does he say? I mean, Jesus would probably say Donald, you want to make America great again. Good but I've come to make the world great again. And the world will become great again when we humble ourselves and we follow tenaciously the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's another thing he would touch on. He would touch on humility and revenge, I think with Donald Trump and also you and me. <laughs> Hope you see that. But he would also talk about deal making You know, Donald Trump wrote The Art of the Deal, and he says he's the, you know, the man when it comes to deals. We don't make deals with God. Jesus would say, God makes deals with us. I mean, the other world religions, they wheel and deal with God. Somehow we can make this deal. Man can deal. But God says, no, no, no. God rescued you and me from himself. In other words, if justice was served, we would have eternal separation from God. But obviously he sent Jesus Christ to take our place on the cross to rise again. So God saved us. God saved us from himself for himself. We have this relationship where we Glorify God where we understand who we are and whose we are. And he saved us. Here it is. And and Jesus would hit on this with Donald Trump by himself. It's God. It's not like, wow, I'm Donald Trump. God sure is lucky to have me. No. And I've heard people say that before, like, You know i'm so talented and now i'm on god's team and i know he's so happy to have me well well, yes on one hand he is because of grace and mercy and love but as far as like i mean you're adding you see what i'm saying to you like 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 he's he's lucky to have you and me no now once we give him our lives and obviously he's given us unique aptitudes and abilities yet then those are accentuated and we do what God wants us to do but no we have to receive the deal and Donald Trump said I'm Donald Trump I wrote the art of the deal I say that in a non-braggadocious way (laughs) the best thing you can do is deal from strength now think about Jesus here he's talking about dealing from strength Leverage is the biggest strength you can have. Leverage is having something the other guy wants. We want salvation. Now, a lot of us don't realize we want it. That's why we're searching and groping for it. But but leverage is having something the other guy wants, or better yet, needs, or best of all, simply can't do without. Have you ever thought about how the gospel is communicated to us in financial terms. And I think God did this because guys like to talk just naturally about finances more than women. I know women are super gifted at it, but women are more talented than we are, and we're kind of one-dimensional, and you know, it's like, you know, I'm a businessman. you know, I, it's all about money, okay? So, so, so check this out, check this out. I'm not talking about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. In him we have redemption, ding, 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 financial term, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches, ding, 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 of God's grace. Look at verses 13 and 14. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, original language, earnest money. The promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit you can't make this up, can you? It's the word of God, right? Guaranteeing our inheritance. We're trust fund babies. We're trustafarians if we receive Christ. For the wages of sin is death. I mentioned this last time. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Our Lord. So the compensation for our conduct is condemnation, but because we're radically loved, and Jesus would break this down for Donald Trump. I have, you're talking about the art of the deal? I have the deal for you, and all you have to do is receive it. It's your prerogative. In 1 Corinthians 7 23, you were bought at a price. I think Jesus would probably say, you know, the most expensive piece of real estate, you know what it is, Mr. Trump? It's the square footage in your heart. That is the most extensive and expensive and deep real estate in the universe your heart have you given it to me? Because I want to come in to your life to forgive you. I have, I have amnesia. I choose to forget your sins, past, present, and future. I'll give you peace and assurance and a purpose and eternity. You'll be justified, and you'll be on your way to being sanctified as you grow. And, you know, God might use you, and great, but Mr. Trump, you'll never use God. Never. Ever, ever. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) I've come to make the world great again, Jesus said, and if you make this decision to be born again, it'll be huge. Here we talk about our birthday. Oh man, it's my birthday. And now we've taken it to a whole nother level. It's my birthday week. I see that sometimes (laughs) on social media. Your birthday week? Okay, as great and grand as that is, there's nothing like, the Bible says, a spiritual rebirth. Have you been born again? Because the Word of God gets together with the Spirit of God. And when you receive Christ, you become a child of God. Have you? been born again. Jesus would ask Donald Trump that. There has to be a moment. Yeah. When were you born, Ed? Well, I don't know, around March, sometimes. I don't know, March or April, 1961 or two, something like that. No, March 16th, I'll write this down, 1961. When were you born again? Well, how do I, how do I get born again? Maybe you want to get born again. Two C's and two R's. Two C's, confront your sin. Confront it. Call it what it is, sin. Number two, confess your sin. Confess your sin. I read where Donald Trump told one reporter, when I do things wrong, I don't bring God into it. (laughs) My dear friend, you better because you'll never have forgiveness. You'll never have cleansing. So confront it, confess it. You're agreeing with God. You're not surprising God. Oh, I didn't didn't know you were a sinner. Then repent. You've got to make an about face and then receive the grace of God.
0: Thank you for being with us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has empowered you to stand firm in your faith and to shepherd your family with wisdom and courage. Your role is pivotal in nurturing a God-honoring environment. And it's our prayer that you would feel supported and equipped in this journey. Your support is so important in helping us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues this series, What Would Jesus Say To? And we'll look at what a conversation between Jesus and one of the biggest media personalities there is, Joe Rogan. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be part of what God is doing through the creative connection. Thanks for listening. Until next time, God bless.